Yes, and it was really hard keeping a straight face. Some of the things that you guys thought of were just something I would not think of, you know, the 10-year-old from the mind of a 10-year-old. This is not my first speech and debate podcast. My first one was called Soapboxers, and it followed a community college team. And the entire time I was recording that podcast, I was told, you should be making a podcast about elementary school speech and debate. So that's what I'm doing. Today, we are going to our first elementary school tournament to figure out how the youngest competitors navigate this competitive scene. From Newton's Dark Room and Modern Brain, this is We Talk to Walls. For some of the kids competing here today, this is their first tournament. Like Julian, for example, whose mom we heard from at the top of the episode. So my name is Julian Ursus. Today I'm in Modern Brain, and I'm going to do the spar debate, and I'm in fifth grade. Uh, are you excited? Are you nervous? What are you feeling? Well, it's my first debate, so I'm pretty nervous, but I hope I do well. This tournament has a pretty good turnout. Well, I thought it was going to be less crowded, but there are more people than I thought. Which makes Julian a little nervous. Well, it kind of scares me, because some of them might be really good. But he's got some pretty good advice for tackling things you might be nervous about. Maybe believe in, believe in yourself and don't give up, because you can keep doing this and you'll get better. You might recognize another first-time competitor from last episode, Michael. Hi, my name is Michael, and I'm. And what I came here for is my first uh, tournament that I'm going on, and I'm nine years old, and I'm third grade. Not every competitor here is new, though. For others, this might not be their first tournament, but it is a tournament where they're trying some new things. Take, for example, Daniel, who is experienced enough to be competing in three different events today. Um, spar, original oratory, and... Impromptu. He's been around the block a bit more. Yes, but it's my first time doing impromptu today. I was only able to talk to Daniel for a brief moment before the tournament because the first round was starting. Postings were up and here I saw something I haven't seen since my own time competing. Paper postings. Printed out postings of which round you're going into, who you're competing against, and which round you'll be in that is physically taped to a wall. Understandably, these kind of disappeared when COVID hit. As things shifted to online tournaments, everyone involved had to develop a deep understanding of how to run these tournaments remotely, using phones and computers instead of paper. That infrastructure has stuck around even as we return to in-person tournaments, meaning the paper postings aren't as common. But here, it's good old-fashioned paper, and that means you get this mob of kids surrounding the postings. Let's just say it's a mob of people trying to look at one tiny sheet of paper. I'll check it out a while because like, then it'll clear up. Um, my name is Savannah and I am in fourth grade and um, this is my first tournament. This might be her first tournament, but Savannah is cool as a cucumber. She's just patiently waiting for the mob to clear. A trick she learned from her jujitsu classes. I do jujitsu, jujitsu, like Brazilian jujitsu. So, like, there's a mob of people doing the water break. So I'm like just waiting, waiting, and then I'll be like, okay, go, and I'll grab my water and then just go. As soon as the mob clears, she checks her postings and goes on to her round. The whole courtyard is now quiet. 
Everybody is anxiously standing just outside their classroom, waiting for the judge to arrive. After 30 minutes, all those kids come pouring right back out, and now that all those first-round jitters are gone, they have plenty of thoughts about their round. Yeah, I think I got crushed, like, big time. It was, like, a really hard topic. Like, it was, like, an impossible topic, if you ask me. I was on negative of happiness is better than success. So she had to argue that success was better than happiness. And it's kind of impossible. I don't know why it's impossible for me. A lot of the students I talked to were competing in an event called SPAR, which stands for Spontaneous Argumentation. It's essentially an introduction to debate, and it's much less structured and technical than some of the events we talked about in previous episodes. The topics are also a bit more fun. Not to say that current events aren't fun, but when you get to argue that dogs are better than horses, it's just a different game. This round, one of the topics was happiness is more important than success. Savannah struggled with that one, but Julian, who is also arguing the negative, felt much more confident in his approach. Oh, well, I just gave like three reasons. Like you can, um, success, you need to succeed to be happy. Like, and success gives like, like in a job or like it gives you good grades and that can lead to happiness. And you need to do your success first, which makes it more important. Just like the Peninsula Invitational, this tournament is divided into two halves, although it's all still on one day. The first half is debate, and the second half of the day is speech. So Daniel's first attempt at impromptu isn't happening until later. He's just now coming out of a spar round, an event he is much more experienced in. It went pretty well. (laughs) He had a different topic than Savannah and Julian. It was kind of ridiculous, but it was skydiving is better than scuba diving. And I'm on the neg side, so. First of all, I, I talked about how when you skydive, people are afraid of heights. And then when you scuba dive, you can see more animals. And finally, like how it's like just generally prettier when you scuba dive. Remember, in debate tournaments, you're not actually debating what you believe in. Your side is chosen at random. So whenever I asked Daniel whether he would rather scuba dive or skydive, even though he was arguing for scuba diving... I've scuba dived before. I could not breathe underwater. So I would say, even though I was on the scuba diving side, I I would go skydive. Um, yeah. Since he's been to a tournament before, I wanted to pick Daniel's brain about how he handles the intensity of the day. You're there, early in the morning all the way into the evening, competing in mentally exhausting tasks. In Daniel's case, three different events. What is your energy like throughout the day and which parts are the most stressful? I'm pretty monotone throughout the whole day, but usually um, if I get into the finals, then my heart starts pounding because like everything is finals. Like if you like win, if you do good, you're like automatically first place. They don't like look at your previous records. So finals is when I get very excited and tense, but like right now I'm still around like the same level of excitement. Daniel's anxiousness is understandable. You can mess up one round of debate and still make it to the finals and do well. But if you mess up on the finals, that's it. You don't go any further. So how does he avoid psyching himself out? Uh, I just think about anime. At the time of the interview, we did not have a name for the podcast yet. And one of my favorite things to do was ask, 
what should we call this podcast? What, what should we call this podcast? It's a podcast about speech and bait. What should we call it? Um, how thinking about anime during rounds helps you. <laughs> yes. Yes. We ended up going in a different direction for the podcast name, but it's a pretty good episode name. As the day moved along and people were coming out of the second round, I got an update from Michael. Mm, I think in the first one is shrug. The second one, I think it was a little failure, but it's still going pretty good. Mm, I feel like I was confident in the first one, but after seeing like what it matters, I started to like fall down apart. I don't know why, but and then I'm determined to get better at the, uh, the third one. This is something that really impressed me about Michael and all the other students competing here today. Competing is hard. You're putting yourself out there to either win or lose. But whatever the day had to throw at them, everybody kept a really positive attitude, which you have to if you're going to be competing all day long. Okay, so what I learned is never be scared what you're uh, never be scared what you're thinking about and oh, don't care about what people think, just care about what you think. This positive attitude is crucial because we are exiting the preliminary rounds and going into the breaks where we find out right then and there who is going to be competing for the rest of the day and who's all done. Some of them are first timers. Yileen, one of the founders of Modern Brain. Some of them are very experienced, right? But you also need to talk to the kids who didn't make it and let them know this is all part of the process, right? You'll come back and practice and get better and improve. But they're little kids, they still feel sad. I Sometimes even before the bricks come out, I would tell the first time kids, you know, it's your first time, so whatever happens, it's okay, you're here to practice. So you sort of, you know, pre and, you know, tell them they will be okay. But sometimes they're still really upset, you know, but, you know, it's still a really good experience for them and they will improve and learn and come back next time. This mentality rubs off on the students. I was actually with Savannah when the breaks were posted. Well, they're supposed to announce the final soon, but the first round got a little bit, a bit late, so it might be like 12, 12, 12 like 45 or something maybe. I was recording when she found out whether or not she made it to the final round. So after that, people will be chosen to go to finals. And then after they go to finals, they they will go to finals. And then after that, there's like these awards. But the awards are given out at like seven, given out at like seven thirty. So, hosting lasts a day. Soon enough, the wait was over and postings were up. It's not a giant mob. It's a light mob because it's only like five people checking it. Maybe a couple families. So it's basically a light mob, like five people, versus a mob, 20 plus people. Savannah calmly checked the postings, adding commentary along the way. Oh, a person I debated a while ago got there. So know your name? Uh-uh. <laughs> oh, look, somebody has the same last name as one of my teachers. Savannah didn't make it to the final round, but she couldn't care less. And that's not out of any kind of cynical apathy or anything like that. She put in a good effort. She had fun. She learned along the way. Winning is great. We all like winning. We all like competing more. But one thing I think speech and debate does well is teaching people how to lose gracefully. 
If you're playing a game of football, you can see the score. The moment the game is over, you know whether or not you have won. Speech and debate is different. You have to wait for people to deliberate on completely subjective metrics just to see if you made it to your final round. That's hard, but these kids do well. They take it in stride. They see it as growth and they move on. After all, they're on the very start of what I hope is a fantastic adventure in speech and debate. That was just the results for one kid. We talked to a lot of others this episode. Did Michael make it? Did Julian? Did Daniel? And what happens on the speech side of things? You'll hear all that and more on the next episode of We Talk to Walls. Do you want your kids to try speech and debate? Modern Brain offers both in-person and online classes for all ages and experience levels. To learn more about how to get more involved, visit modernbrain.com. We Talk to Walls is a production of Newton's Dark Room. It was written, recorded, and produced by yours truly, Talon Stradley. The artwork is by my wonderful wife, Rain Stradley. The music for this episode was provided by musicvine.com. Special thanks to John Llewellyn and Modern Brain for making this podcast possible. If you like the show, you might enjoy my other podcasts. Visit newtonsdarkroom.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.